Hey folks, it's us, podcasting wonderkins John Bishop and Lucas Southworth. Although this is a podcast about cars, it is not age-appropriate for the target demographic of these films, as we usually end up talking about the reproductive organs of Lightning McQueen. Alright, now let's take a look under the hood. Welcome to the Kachat, the only podcast brave enough to upgrade their hardware 100 and some odd episodes in. I'm John Bishop. And I'm Lucas Southworth. And I, I didn't I didn't do that. Only John did. <laughs> only, yes. Only John did it. And all I really did was add a stand. Oh, he melted that microphone, folks. And it's, I'm sure you can tell an audio difference. It's so close to my face. It's so close to my face. But you know he's got that pop filter there, folks. I've got two different filters. Come on. The man's ready. The man's ready. And quite frankly, I just still got my my Blue Yeti sitting here on the desk like a chump. I have a pop filter. It's just when it's not permanently mounted, it's a pain to put it on. So it's not on. (laughs) What are you going to do if someone knocks into into the desk? Like that? Yep. Cut it out, because I'm the editor, baby. Now, now this is what it sounds like when I do it. <laughs> Worse. <laughs> well, I guess I didn't hear mine. Future Lucas can be the judge. No, I could tell mine was worse. I hit it at a very weak spot of the desk, like in the center of it. So like it vibrated a lot. And also, I'm just so strong. Yeah, that's probably it. That's probably <laughs> it. Anyway, happy Labor Day, folks. Through the magic of editing and releasing it's not labor day for us but it is for you and i hope whatever job you're at gave you the day off if not that sucks a lot and uh we here at the kachat podcast do recognize that you may be listening to this on a date that it didn't come out so there's that too and if you are stop listening right no uh i don't know about that (laughs) right now this isn't for you (laughs) You got another chance in about a year. Well, I guess you could be. Yeah, I'm. I'm pretty close-minded about when you could be listening to this. I guess you've got. Yeah, it could be like February. It could be thirty years from now. I kind of doubt that, but maybe. Uh, labor so. Day is no longer a thing in this far distant future, where labor is no longer a thing. Could be. Could be. But yeah, you get a chance once per year on Labor Day to listen to this episode. I'm also joking. Please listen to the episode, <laughs> no matter what day it is. This specific one, always listen to it. Every Never day. stop listening to it. I've turned around 100%, done a complete 180. You can't never not be listening is, is the motto for this one. Anyway, The only John... podcast brave enough to ask the question, hey, what's up with cars? Did we never say that? No, you 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 did the variation on it, I guess. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. the motto. John, what did we decide to do for this very special Labor Day episode? I will uh, bring up the records, and I will uh, try and get this exactly right. 
Any ideas? Maybe something Labor Day related, if we can think of it. And then I responded, maybe just an episode about forklifts. Your response? Perfect. And it was. And it is, mm-hmm. as you can already tell. This is it, the Kachat's perfect episode. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. So yeah, today's episode is about Labor Day and forklifts. Yeah, and I feel like y'all can make the the connection here, but just in case you can't, it's because they're the working class of this world, as we've established time and time again. They do, they do all the physical manual labor, pretty much end of sentence. Mm-hmm. Right, so Labor Day is an annual holiday that celebrates the achievement of workers. Also, other places it's called International Workers Day. That's nice. I like that. And yeah, forklifts are the workers in this world. John, I think I'm just going to go ahead and lead with this. Would you mind, could I have your permission to do what is probably going to be a fairly extended wiki quote of the day segment? Go ahead and give me that long-winded wiki quote of the day. I'm also on Wikipedia, so that's interesting of the day. Sure. You did just read the definition of Labor Day, I guess. You're absolutely Mm -hmm. right. Uh, So that's also, it's all been the wiki quote. The whole episode's the wiki quote because it's the perfect episode and I came up with the perfect segment. (laughs) But anyway, as I sort of implied, I, I sort of did more work on the wiki quote than usual this week. First, by just going over to worldofcarsdrivein.fandom.com slash wiki slash category colon pities. And if you don't know, pities, which I hate saying, is the sort of official term for forklifts in the cars verse. I don't think John or I really like saying it, as I've said, so we always call them forklifts, but they are officially called pities. It is a, a pity that they're called that. Yes, exactly. Uh, Which, man, that'll be a subject a little later. But anyway, there are 118 entries in the pities category. Uh, Give me me that one more time. How many? 118. Oh. Oh, no. And I did click through to all of them. (laughs) Because I wanted to determine if, if we are completely just talking nonsense like i I wanted empirical evidence of whether our claims that the pities do all the manual labor they are the working class was accurate or not so i clicked through and looked at uh whatever whatever sort of job description they were given several i would say maybe five or ten weren't given a job but besides that i found out of 118 just 16 that I wouldn't describe as the manual working class. And I have a breakdown of them here. There were three scientists, like lead scientists. Two of them were working on the UFO in UFO ma- in UFM, Unidentified Flying Mater. Mm-hmm. And one was just a chemist uh, for all in oil from Cars 2. Nine of them were recording musicians there were several more musicians but i found nine that i had evidence at least had like a record deal you know Mm -hmm. two were restaurant owners there was one military officer which i went back and forth on but there were several members of the military and only one officer so i included him and one was the person working on the zen garden in cars 2 because 
they described him as an artist and they were in a museum apparently. So I considered him an artist and like several of these, I didn't even feel good, including on my list. (laughs) I feel like two of those are strong contenders and the rest are just kind of slightly obfuscated. Yeah. Like I just wanted to make sure I was doing my due diligence and like Mm -hmm. not trying to prove our point. So I feel like it could be much lower than that, but 16 out of 118 still isn't very good. Mm -hmm. And there is something to be said about the fact that uh, musicians, they seem to be the only people that can do it. Uh, The Zen Garden, that is still a form of manual labor. Yeah, yeah. The artistry of it is nice. Okay. Uh, Then there's... An officer in the armed forces. That's that's what happens when you stay there long enough. Yeah, that that's that's why I was like this one, just because it was the only example of an officer I found. I thought I should include it. And then there is restaurant owners, which okay, maybe they just happened to own the restaurant. Maybe they didn't do the thing where it's oh they worked so hard that they got the restaurant. No, the, both of the restaurant owners are also the head chefs. So that okay, one was so... another one. <laughs> oh boy, you were really trying to present that the best way you could. Yeah, yeah. So I have to assume that the owner died and they just got it. Something like that, yeah. Okay. All right, scientists. Oh boy, no, I just came up with a reason why that would be what it is. Okay. It's because they're expendable. Yeah, the two UFO scientists, I could, I, I feel definitely belong on my list of like not manual working class, but the chemist, like, seems like they're just the chemist in the lab. So they still are doing that manual labor, just maybe a bit elevated. I don't know. It was tough. Yeah. <laughs> and I also, since I did look at, 118 pages on the world of cars driving.fandom.com. I did also look at a lot of bios, and as I said, this will be extended, but I've pulled nine. <laughs> nine bios, okay. That I think really paint a picture, if you will. All right. I guess we'll start off with maybe the strongest one here of the bio of Alice Brock, who appears in Planes, Fire, and Rescue. She is the waitress at the Honkers bar. Her her bio reads, Alice Brock has been working at Honkers almost as long as it has been open. Originally hired for her agreeable attitude and bright outlook, Alice grew out of both somewhere over the years. Oh. Thankfully, though, she still keeps her customers happy. Which, man, that's bleak. (laughs) If that's not... I mean, it's a very direct representation of what it's like working in food service sometimes. (laughs) Or any service industry. (laughs) But, man. Oh, boy. Okay. Yay. And I got eight more kind of like this, so I'm just going to go for it. Next is Alejandro, who is a mariachi artist from Plains. 
I didn't include him because Mariachi is like, there's no way he had a record deal. You know, he's mm-hmm. like a starving artist, almost certainly, especially when you read his bio, which reads, being a mariachi in Shanghai is a tough, lonely existence, considering the fact that there are only 13 Mexican restaurants in a city of 24 million vehicles. Alejandro loves nothing more than a performance, so when El Chup asked for his help serenading Rochelle, it was the highlight of his career. <laughs> bleak, bleak, bleak. Moving on! Uh, how many millions, by the way? 24 million people live in Cars, Shanghai. Okay, so we've done an episode where we've talked about population of this world, and we posited that it would be the amount of cars that are in the world. Nope. Nope, nope, nope. In 2019, the population of Shanghai was 26.32 million. Yeah, and planes came out more 20, I don't know, 12-ish. So uh, 13 or 14. Yeah, something like that. So, yeah. Yeah, that checks out. Yay! Moving on to Bruiser Bukowski. <laughs> Bruiser Bukowski has been part of Chick Hicks Pit Crew for 10 long years. Before that, they were in high school together, and before that, they were in drama club together. Bruiser is Chick Hicks number two, only because the number one spot was already taken by Chick Hicks. So, always playing second fiddle to Chick Hicks. That, that... That's not how that works, though. He's his number two. That He counts himself as two people. He counts himself as the main racer and his number one guy. Yeah. So that one, while bleak, not quite as bleak as some of the others. But when we go over to Jerry Drive Chains, it says, Jerry trained for years to be a stunt car, but never quite made the cut. It certainly wasn't for a lack of talent, though. The truth is, forklifts just don't make good stunt cars. Uh, thankfully, Jerry could nope. always... Okay. Nope. I'll stop for a minute. We, yep. we gotta talk about that. <laughs> oh yeah, it's pretty bad, John. Not for a lack of talent. Yeah. <laughs> Meaning he was talented. Yes. Meaning he was good at it. Yes. Yeah. But forklifts just don't make good stuntmen. Yeah. What does that mean, Lucas? I don't know, because it goes on to say, thankfully, Jerry could always fall back on his legendary juggling ability. If you're lucky, you'll spot him practicing in the wee hours of the morning in various secluded parking lots. He's good at being a stuntman. He's legendary at juggling. But because he's a forklift, he just doesn't make a good, he just doesn't make a good stuntman. So you know what we're going to let this forklift be? A clown. They don't even let him do, no, he's not a clown. He's, he's a a pity. Jugglers are clowns. No, John, he is, he works in the pit crew for someone. He He works in the pit crew for someone. Also is a talented juggler who couldn't do juggling. But you said he could fall back on it. Yeah. How is he falling back on it if that's not what he does? (laughs) It's not his job. He's a pit crew person. Okay. So the only way I can interpret this is that he is good at it and they just won't let him 
because he's a forklift. And as such, it's a good thing that society will let him juggle so he can accept his fate and just have his hobby to keep him sated. Yeah, man. I don't need to do the thing I'm passionate about because at least society is letting me do this hobby of mine as I work doing manual labor for the higher people in the society. And he has to practice in the wee hours of the morning in secluded parking lots? He's allowed to do his hobby as long as no one else is around. Jeez. It's all pretty bad. And it keeps not being great when we go over to Millie, in parentheses, janitor. (laughs) When you work at a... At a state-of-the-art modern facility like Millie does, everything needs to be spick and span. Buffing the levels of floors at the Rusty's Racing Center is a job she could only dream about when she started her career at her hometown tractor tire dealership. It wasn't long, however, till she learned that race cars make as many smudges as tractors do. Great. So, that A as you could expect, doesn't paint a good picture of her position. B, paints a pretty terrible picture of how the the athletes in this world treat these spaces that the other people have to clean. If they're as dirty as the cow analog in this world... You gotta do what you gotta do. Oh, you do gotta do what you gotta do. One thing, one thing race racing is famous for. You gotta run. Sometimes you gotta poop. People doing marathons, they poop. I guess. Cars, they do NASCAR. They're just people. What do they do? They gotta poop. It's a lot more than just uh, marathon miles. So, gotta poop. Just like a tractor, they're just gonna poop just like as they're working. Yeah. 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 So that's pretty cool that they don't respect the working class at all. But we are going to move on to Petrol Pulaski. (laughs) Petrol Pulaski used to ride with the 8th Street carburetors until he was apprehended in a downtown street brawl by police vehicles. Placed in a rehab program that eventually led to his first assignment trackside, Petrol has become a role model for ex-gang forklifts everywhere. Tell me if I'm reading into this when I say this implies that gang life is very, very common for forklifts. Implies is a word that could be accurate. It could be downright stating it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Cool. Cool. But it's fine because he's a cool forklift. Uh, Only three more, John. Don't worry. All right, but I will say, does that imply that he got into drugs recreationally, or does it imply that, like many workers, he got into painkillers on account of he was a laborer and was forced into the addiction, essentially? I could see the rehab program in, like referring to a rehab from like a life of crime in general, mm-hmm. but the connotation more refers to like drugs or alcohol. So yeah, I think either of those could be accurate, man. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. 
But we're going over to Sylvia Heister. That can't be right, but anyway. Whether it's mixing up a double clutch latte or foaming a cappuccino. What is even the pun there? Whatever. Cab? Cabuccino. Mm-hmm. Okay, that I, I get it. Sylvia is the queen of the steam spout. This beatnik piston peak barista has learned more about coffee than any mere mortal will ever know uh, when she's not fixing up a caramel mac trucciato that's not good she is writing new verses for her next slam poetry competition so this one wasn't as bleak as the others it just to me implied that she has a passion for poetry that she can't support so she has to be a barista i mean yeah yeah so going on to wally rue who is joey dundee's head pity In addition to his normal pity duties, Wally is also the better half of Joey Dundee's comedy act. While he plays the straight man in all of Joey's bits, Wally actually writes most of their funny material. So, he's the genius. Joey gets the credit. (laughs) He's the genius. Joey gets the credit. And even worse, you want to know what that means? I would love to know, John. (laughs) In a comedy duo, the straight man is the thing... The, the jokes happen too. Yep. He has to write jokes in which he is the punchline. And I have a strong feeling that punchline is far too literal in this case. Yeah. Yeah. And our very last one. This one's very short and it do- is not sourced at all. So I don't know where they get this from. But we... Go over to the entry for the Tampa Bay Pitties, which is a sports team in Tampa Bay in the United States. It doesn't give me any more information than that, but it does seem much like several horrible sports organizations. They have reduced a group of people into a mascot. What? I oh. miss what is the group? Is it, Are they the Pitties? That is the name of their sports team, is the Pitties. The, the Pitties is the sports team. It's the name of the sports team, yes. Are are any of them on the sports team Pitties? I have no evidence for or against that. If they are, great, I guess. But again, looking at the real world analog here, I'd say probably not. So that's sort of the wiki quote of the day. I'm sorry it was 15 minutes long, but I think it was all pretty necessary they, <laughs> to establish. Called, the sports team's called the Pitties. Yeah, man. I mean, again, it's a thing that happens in real life with Native Americans a lot. Okay, so something really, really troubling about all of this. <laughs> yeah, just one thing. Clearly, Pitties are... A minority group. Yeah. But the problem is, they're not. They're the majority of what we see. There are not a small amount of them. It's like every other character is one, except they're not given the dignity of being given much character development time to actually talk. Or be... there's, like, there's like one that's the main character. Yeah, and that one who's the main character... Like, think about the population of Radiator Springs for a second. Mm -hmm. Every single character, save maybe Red the Fire Truck, is like a business owner. Except for the one underling slash employee we see, 
in Radiator Springs, who's Guido. And even Red, he is the fire department. He's the head of the fire department. Yeah, like Red and Sheriff are the entire entity. So they are, in effect, the chief, the the head honcho, etc. So So the one person who isn't in charge of their work is a forklift. (laughs) Yeah, man. It's not good. It's I would go so far to call it bad. And there's also only two people who essentially aren't fluent in English. Hmm. Yeah. And one of them just chooses not to speak. The other one just doesn't know English very well. Yeah, that's a stereotype, huh? Okay, 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 okay. So again, sorry for... And looking at our timer now, probably more like a 20-minute <laughs> wiki quote segment. But I think it really establishes the tone <laughs> of today's episode and our general thoughts on the forklifts <laughs> in cars and how bleak it all is. Okay, so we could spend the entire episode talking about how deeply, deeply upsetting all of this is. We could talk about how it's clearly just talking about the uh, mistreatment of the underserved in our community, the just blatant nature of how people go ignored and overused and abused, how there's just a lot of, you can't do that. Why can't I do it? I'm very good at it. Yeah, but you're a forklift, so you can't do it. Or we could yeah. <laughs> talk about Labor Day and how it's supposed to be a celebration of the working class. I mean, there's a reason we're doing this for Labor Day, my guy. And well, it's, it's What not... could that possibly mean, Lucas? <laughs> I mean, I don't know, man. It's just, these little guys need to unionize. <laughs> Funny you should mention that, because Labor Day... <laughs> Yeah. Uh, had its origins in the labor union movement. Mm-hmm. Specifically, the eight hour day movement. Okay. So that's from Wikipedia also. It's talking about how the eight hour movement is the idea that everyone should have eight hours for rest, so sleeping for eight hours, eight hours of work, and then eight hours of recreation. Because eight plus eight plus eight, that's 24. That's a day. Yes. Now, do we want to get into how that doesn't make any sense? I mean, it's not like you go home and <laughs> you get eight solid hours of nonstop fun. There's housework and preparing for work in mm-hmm. there. Is that what you're implying? So you sleep, you get about eight hours. If if you're lucky and trying to like maintain a healthy sleep schedule, eight hours. Okay, you wake up. Do you have recreation then? No, you got to get ready to go work. <laughs> Oh, wait. You get ready for work? Yeah. Okay, so that's that's work. Yeah. Getting ready for work. Uh you also need to just eat in general. So another little bit for a meal there. Uh does that count as work? Doesn't count as recreation. <laughs> okay. So that's also uh work. And then you go to work and for a lot of people going to work is uh quite a bit. Like for me it's now a 45 minute drive and then I'm at work. Am I at work for eight hours? I don't know. Are you, John? No, I'm at work for nine hours. Oh, got to get that hour lunch break. 
Yeah, they give me an hour in the middle for eating. That's not recreation, but okay. And then after being at work for nine hours, I drive 45 minutes back home if there's no traffic. Yeah. Uh, so 45, 45, that's hour and a half. Uh, you count breakfast and getting ready and just pretend that that's 30 minutes. Uh, that's two hours on top of the nine hours. So that's 11 hours. Mm-hmm. And then I got to eat again. And uh, I got to shower, get ready for bed. Take care of your child. Do any stuff around the house you got to do. Take care of child, do lawn work, uh, clean everything in the house, uh, walk my dog because I care about my dog and want it to be healthy. Uh, and then I got about one hour recreation. It's not good. It's not good. So for the eight, eight, eight split, it's more like there's four hours of none of those things where you're just doing maintenance work on yourself, your home, your family, your life. Uh, there's 11 hours devoted to work and eight hours of sleep. That's great. Oops. Still got that one hour recreation. Time to log on to Minecraft, baby. First to get diamond wins. Uh... (sighs) And I am not really considered a part of the labor force because I am in engineering and I get that you could consider that either way, but I'm not doing manual labor. I'm I'm conceptualizing how to improve manufacturing processes. Still feels like work, though, I bet. It's work. Yeah. I wouldn't call it labor. Uh, I'd call it labor. I maybe wouldn't call it, like, manual labor, which... Fair enough. Yeah. It's not... Yeah. Okay. See, if we're talking about labor labor, like manual labor, uh, when I used to do that, uh, it was very much the same, except uh, I needed those eight hours of rest to not like fall to pieces. Because if I didn't get more than that, I would barely recover from the fact that my job was somewhat intensive on my body. It's no good. That's what I'll say. <laughs> and man, is it especially no good <laughs> for the four cliffs of the cars first. Mm-hmm. Who are just, yeah, as we've said time and time again, treated as a second-class citizen. I don't even know if it's fair to call them second-class. Yeah, yeah. But now that we're all sad, (laughs) from just, we haven't even done any theories yet. We have done no, like, theory crafting in this episode. I have, we have fully just read evidence (laughs) and been sad about it. So, now that we're in, I don't know, maybe the back half of the episode, let's see if we can get a little silly, Josh. <laughs> the plight of the workers in the cars first. Or, yeah. we could talk about how coronavirus would no. <laughs> just decimate the population of forklifts. Uh, well, yeah, okay, yeah. Coronavirus would sweep through them because they can't work remotely they can't work remotely they're the working class they're the people that fox news are going to treat like the enemy and so yeah i think we've established and proven that point so now john 
Let's get a little silly with it. Let's brighten this mood a little bit. Again, about the plight of the workers in the cars. <laughs> All right. So a part of my job uh, was attending two days of uh, trainings about sexual harassment, proper conduct in the workplace, this, that, and the other. And then one of the things that I had to learn about was forklift operation. Yes. Yes. As an engineer, I did not need to learn about forklift operation, but because it was a like blanket training and they have a lot of employee turnover for specifically their uh, manual labor workforce, uh, they just kind of threw me into that because that's far more common. So I almost got certified, but then they were like, I guess we'll ask. And then they figured I did, didn't need to. So they gave me a phone instead. That's right. Instead of uh, learning how to operate a forklift, I was given a free phone, <laughs> smartphone. There you go. And it's a new one. Uh, okay. So that's interesting. Did this, this training that you, I don't know, half completed give you any insights? that affect your views on the cars versus forklifts one one interesting thing is that i've knew this like known this uh thought about it a little bit but like not as much as i have recently because of this uh it's very common to change out the forks and it's not just change out the huh. forks for bigger smaller forks it's also for things like gripping arms and so not only do they have the only thing that's like hands you could realistically just put mechanical hands on a forklift. And I mean, we sort of see a lot of evidence of that. Like, they they seem to have some specialized tools that they can just interchange, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'd say that's absolutely true that, yeah, they can just interchange their forks for whatever they need. Yeah. And that would explain... It wouldn't explain... But it would help to explain, like, the guitar players, you know, <laughs> etc. It doesn't, but it could help. We can, even though we can see they're just normal forks. <laughs> Maybe on the other side that we can't see, they have, like, little mechanical fingers that are, you know, <laughs> holding down the, the strat, the struts. I don't the chords i don't play guitar i don't fully get how it works frets frets that's the word i was looking for thank you john okay so you've just implanted the idea of what if on the other side there are just fingers and that's deeply upsetting i'll, I'll say i said mechanical fingers yeah but... but i can't help but imagine just little fingers no yeah that's where i am too but that's not my fault for you that you also went there yeah, fair enough. Okay, we brought it up. What if they do have little fingers back there? <laughs> what if what if their hands was all... Oh, they just, their hands are hidden. <laughs> they just have them. What if their hands? Yeah, they're over there. Oh, screw you, you just never see them. It's fine. Don't worry. And that's, Calm down. That's unfortunately the reason for a lot of the discrimination is forklifts are uh, discriminated against because they're the only people who can do the work and also, they're kind of terrifying because they have just human hands hidden on their body. Yeah, and I mean, it's not like this is all new. 98% of the time we ask what of their hands, the answer is, I don't know, forklifts probably do it. <laughs> mm -hmm. So what if forklifts just have hands that we don't see? 
I mean, even if they don't have literal hands, which I know is the space we're playing in, and I like that space, we've seen that they effectively do with their forks. They have the closest thing to hands. Yeah. The only other thing that seems to be as useful is hooks. Yeah, and even that, like, Mater can do a lot with his hook, but there are things that the forklifts do that I... Well, Mater can do whatever he wants. The average tow truck probably couldn't do. And when you think about it, this is a, a little bit of a, well, yeah, uh, if it's not forklift forks, then it's hooks. And a lot of people who lose a hand will use a hook because it's very useful. Bada bing. We did it, folks. Yep. Okay. So forklifts, forks are hands, maybe even literally. You heard it here like the hundredth time. Yeah. We've said it so many times. But you did hear it here first, just not this episode first, I gotta assume. Yeah. I don't know where else you would have heard it. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Do we want to talk about... Okay. We've seen... Have we seen any musicians that aren't forklifts isn't Mater singing Dagum a bunch or El Chup singing whatever song he sing? Have we seen any musicians who aren't forklifts who aren't singers, I guess? It depends on what you count as a musician. I mean, yeah. If you, Are you thinking DJ, maybe? Yep. Yeah, that's... And I mean, does do we ever see DJ, like, dropping an original beat? Or does he just put the music on and it goes? We have no way of knowing. Yeah, okay. It could be that he's playing digital music that he's just got as a part of his body, or he could just be recreating music (laughs) digitally. And I mean, if I remember right from like uh, 60 episodes ago or something when we did Delinquent Road Hazards, he was going to like Cars Juilliard for music Mm -hmm. before he fell in with the Road Hazards. Yep. So he probably... I could see him being like a composer, which mm-hmm. is like still very much a musician, but like, I don't know. Do we see anyone playing an instrument? I guess <laughs> that isn't a uh, forklift. I don't think so. I don't know how we could, you know, <laughs> I've, I've done a Google search that is very not helpful because anything I look up with this isn't going to be helpful. I'm looking at a, guitar for children sure that is painted with lightning mcqueen well that's interesting what do you think that implies uh well it, it's for human children so it just goes to show uh, how marketable this place is no absolutely and like again there are i i'm not trying to like say dj isn't a musician or like Flo and the motoroma girls are not musicians uh, like obviously digital composition and singing are huge art forms that deserve respect but like if if an entire people couldn't play instruments that's that's something if like only one group of people could play instruments mm-hmm. that's big for some reason yep yep <sighs> and the reason is i i i gotta imagine that music would just be a huge part of their culture because of that, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, they see it, like, may- maybe it's... Yeah, because, like, in my, my list that I did earlier of, like, the 16 people 
at least I could find on the World of Cars wiki, that aren't manual laborers, nine out of 16 of them, a majority, are musicians. So, like, maybe it's viewed as, like, hey, this is the way out, you know? This is what, like, everything else we can do that they can't is basically just labor, but this is the one thing that can like elevate us you know yeah but then i think about things like okay does that mean that in this world elvis can't steal music from them no could he just be the singer and yep same thing with so many things the front man gets so much of the attention like when you think of a band you think of oftentimes the person doing the vocals first and foremost and it's unfortunate but like if you get a different band entirely except for the singer you can make it sound exactly the same and let me tell you in case you were being like well elvis maybe doesn't exist he fully does (laughs) there is empirical evidence because of a car that appears for half a second (laughs) in a song montage of cars one where he is an elvis impersonator so that's pretty cool. He's also just called Elvis, which is weird. But his bio does say that he is uh, the head of the Elvis RV club. So he's not Elvis, but he's an Elvis impersonator, I guess. So Elvis does exist. He's, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Elvis, for sure, is real and stole a lot of music from a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. I think that sums it up well. <laughs> sums it okay. up well. And so that means that even the one thing that they can do that no one else can do can be stolen from them. Cool. Cool. Things are going well. <laughs> we are having a normal time and aren't spiraling into a deep depression about forklifts from cars. It's just this terrible thing where anything you think about with them can lead you to the idea of, okay, so everything that's wrong with the world, I guess. Yeah. It sure can, <laughs> and evidence so far implies that it does each time. Mm-hmm. And even worse, it's so casual and just nobody in that universe cares about it. No one's ever even like pointed it out, thought of it. It's just a thing that exists and no one cares. And we just have to watch this movie and accept that? Yeah, it's like, it's like the lemons, you know? Mm-hmm. They... They present this group who is clearly underserved, clearly been made second class and like cast out. And instead of making them the literal villains, they just are like, and that's fine. (laughs) It's fine. Don't worry about it. They don't mind. Just don't think about it. It's cool. (laughs) Man, gosh. More and more I get behind the Lemons plan, you know? Even though it's, again, mustache-twirling evil for no good reason. And even worse, you think about the Lemons plan, it's not the Lemons plan, it's the rich leaders of the Lemons plan. Yeah, yeah, that's absolutely right. Who They, they themselves are Lemons, but it's a good distinction, mm-hmm. to be sure. Like, just, in, just like in our world, wealth can solve a lot of problems for you won't solve all of them but it makes you incapable of having a lot of uh, empathy and sympathy for the people who don't have wealth because you just don't understand the things that they're going through 
even if you're going through some things that they're going through. Do you ever think about how our Cars podcast is like pretty explicitly anti-capitalist? <laughs> I mean, it wasn't, but it is. Until it, until it very much became. <laughs> I mean, last episode, we spent half the episode complaining about billionaires, yeah? <laughs> yep. Do you think there's something about Cars that brings it out in us? Or do you think that's it's just it would have happened no matter what podcast we had done? <laughs> I think it's the pandemic. For sure, yeah. It's showing so much of the worst sides of capitalism. And also, I uh, have experienced the judgment from my family of not having a job because I couldn't get a job and then thinking I was lazy and then realizing that that's just a thing is that people oftentimes are incapable of doing things and get judged for it because the rich want people to do that. Mm Mm-hmm. So in case you forgot, the rich think you're uh, dogs that need to be starved. Yep, that was a thing we talked about last episode. Probably what rich cars think about forklifts. Yeah. Okay. 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 So happy Labor Day. <laughs> yeah. I had okay. a, a weird novel thought the other day. It was like, on Labor Day, do you think like really well-off people who don't actually have to involve themselves in labor should just like i don't know be nicer <laughs> like everyone's in line at starbucks and a bunch of people are trying to get their coffee and then like some absurdly well-to-do people are in line in front of people wearing hard hats who are about to like start building something and they're just like you know what go ahead of me yeah and like i don't know man Back when I was working minimum wage or a retail job, I didn't get Labor Day off. (laughs) Now that I'm working an office job, I do. And that's stupid. (laughs) Yep, 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 yep. Like, I think I still should. I think office workers should get Labor Day off. But, yeah, minimum wage, part-time employees, retail employees absolutely deserve it more, I'd say. The people who need Labor Day off the most are the people who have to serve the people who do get Labor Day off. Yeah. Yeah. It's, man, society's messed up. It is. It very much is. But cars versus society is also messed up. And we can see this through the the forklifts there i think what's what's wrong what's happening for me at least i'm not gonna speak for you is like there's clearly so much to talk about with the forklifts but we also sort of sum it up by just sort of generally being sad (laughs) yeah like what else is there to say other than the generalization of man these people are mistreated no one seems to care or do anything about it and the system is against them, and they just kind of accept that, because what else are they going to do? And, like, we could get into more of, like, how they're mistreated, <laughs> the inf- the effects on, like, their psychology and everything. But, man, that sounds really sad, and I'm already really sad. <laughs> do you want to know, I guess, the positive about what you just said? Yes, please. Because this is a a movie for children and adults alike and they don't want to be political even though they've got this terrible situation we can pretty much with 100 percent certainty say 
it doesn't affect their psyche negatively. It it doesn't even bother them. Do you want to know why? Because they accept and love their lot in life because Ugh. that's how cars pre- like presents it. They do it and they're happy to do it. And remember w- when you read that quote about how when he was told, hey, I need you to sing and uh, play an instrument for this lady friend I'm trying to impress. Highlight of That his was career. the highlight of his career. Yeah, they're happy to do it. They're happy to be in that terrible, terrible position. And we can sit here with at least a tiny amount of acceptance of it because of that. That we know that this movie made by capitalists with capitalist interests is presenting a society in which the underserved, the second-class citizens, the people who are taken advantage of are happy about it. John, that made me more sad. (laughs) That's not better. That's significantly worse. (laughs) Because, again, we've talked about the people that the underserved that actually do take issue with it, and they are presented as outright villains in Cars 2 as the limits. Mm-hmm. The people who say, hey, we don't want this lot in life, we want to do something about it, are presented as, no, these guys, they just want to murder your favorite celebrities and steal all your oil. No, 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 Lucas, no, 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 we don't have to worry about that. Because they all die. <laughs> they sure do. They're expendable. They're seen as expendable, which is also the, cool and good. <laughs> like the clear message of Cars 2 is that the uh, people who are taken advantage of and have a sad lot in life who want to try and make that better through the only means they can understand with their simple, simple minds, which is definitely violence and not like anything else, because what else would they think of? They're just lemons. Uh, They die because we should be happy about that because it's a fun explosion. Finn McMissile's there. (laughs) And Finn McMissile, the the extremely privileged man, kills them. And he's the hero. And we cheer. We cheer. We cheer. I think... Okay, I'm going to Remember, Lucas, we should be happy about that. (laughs) Apparently. I'm going to try to do what you did and try to, to... do the bright spot of this uh but like for real because i think you were trying to make me sadder and you succeeded and the bright spot is they're not real none of this is they're 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 fake characters on in a movie and of course there are horrifying real world parallels we could draw but at least these exact characters do not exist and do not actually literally have to go through these things and i know that's literally the antithesis of this podcast but i kind of need it right now okay <laughs> they're not real they're just a series of ones and zeros made for art i guess and to entertain children and us i guess okay but like simulation theory are we real i don't believe in that yes we're real <laughs> Even if we are simulations, then we are as real as we'll ever be and might as well take advantage of that. They are not. (laughs) What if they think they're real? They don't. They have not been programmed to think. They have not been programmed to exist. They're a series of images voiced by real people. 
Fair enough. Fair enough. <sighs> okay. Okay. And if you didn't realize that about the cars, I apologize if I just <laughs> broke broke your immersion 103 episodes in plus three side road episodes john do we have 10 more minutes in us 10 more minutes of spiraling downward yeah i guess um hmm i don't know man it's just so sad all right we're we're we do this it's a ostensibly a comedy podcast we are ostensibly comedians i that can't that didn't feel right we are content creators yeah (laughs) content creators we in our role can should be able to create some happy thought about (laughs) the forklifts doesn't have to be even about the labor maybe they just like music and that's cool and we don't have to think about the fact that they don't get all the credit for it. <laughs> I mean, the stuntman likes stunts. He loves to juggle, and he's so he loves good to at juggle, it. And he loves it so much. And we don't need to think about the fact that he has to do it alone <laughs> in a parking lot. At like 3 a.m. Okay. When he should be in his eight hours of sleep that he is allotted by this system. Oh, yes, to cut into that to do his passion not even his passion his passion is stunt work to do the thing that makes him more okay with not doing his passion i just sort of want to talk about him for a minute when you hear he let me go back he was jerry drive chain he wanted to be a stunt car when you hear that do you hear like stunt double do you hear like sort of mater the greater jumping over cars what what do you assume that means See, here is the root of that issue, is unfortunately the statement forklifts don't make good stunt cars makes sense in the context of he is a body double for stunts in movies. Because, because all who of are the they going to cast? Yeah, yeah, all of... They're, they're <laughs> going to cast the cars, which means the forklift's not going to look like a car. So no matter how good he is at uh, dodge, duck, dip, dive, dodge, he's not going to look like the character. So why would they hire him? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I guess they just don't see themselves popular media very much. Yeah. And then you say, okay, but then there's like CG, there's motion capture. I mean, the body's not going to match in motion capture or CG unless it's specifically for a forklift. But even if you pretended it did, that's going to be a very, very limited job field that's also going to be saturated with cars. As a as a person who has been acting for years and trying to get uh, as much film work as I, I could, there's so many actors out there. Yeah, there's There's so many people who want to do it, so many people with that passion, and there aren't that many jobs. And there are so many more now than there ever have been. It's still not that many compared to the amount of people trying to do it. John, it says he trained for years to be a stunt car. Why'd they let him do it? I mean, you can go to college to get a degree in acting. Yeah. You can take years of acting classes. And then this, that, or the other reason, no one's going to tell you you can't. 
And like, here's the thing. He could get a job if there is, for some reason, a movie where the a person who needs to be given a stunt double is a forklift. He could do it. And it's it's like the whole everyone says, follow your dreams and whatnot. Not everyone's dreams are possible if everyone follows their dreams. John, all those things I read earlier made me very sad, but I think Jerry Drive Chain makes me the most sad. <laughs> John, I feel like I've aged 15 years, so I feel like we should call it. <laughs> Just... And if the episode's short, hey, we're taking a slight bit for Labor Day. <laughs> yeah, it's Labor Day. Cut us a break. Oh, man. And I'm... you know what? Cut yourself a bigger break. <laughs> yes, please do. Uh, Colin sick today. I don't know, man. If uh, <laughs> you have to go to work. Anyway, that's like a chat. Sorry, it's sad and we're sad, but this is a sad subject and made us very sad and sleepy. At least me. I could tell it made John sad and sleepy too, though, I think. <laughs> but thanks for listening anyway. I hope you enjoyed listening to us spiral. Because <laughs> if you don't, what's the point of listening to this podcast? <laughs> I hope you got whatever you wanted to get out of this episode. Yeah, that's a good way to put it, Johnny. Uh, anyway, if you want to send us ideas, maybe some lighthearted ones. <laughs> some some real easy slam dunks. That uh, would be very fun to talk about. We do need those. So if you want to send those in, please do so uh, either to our email, which is thekachat at gmail.com, or you could tweet at us and follow us on Twitter, which is at the chat. Both of those are all one word, no hyphen. John, you have to talk. I can't anymore. Remember to like, comment, subscribe, rate, review, ring that notification bell. Tell anyone and everyone you think might be the least bit interested in about this podcast. And until next time, remember to float like a Cadillac. And sting like a Beamer. And also unionize if you can. Time.